Well, welcome back this Saturday morning to the Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, who is the Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action and my former student. Heather, thank you for coffee this morning. You are welcome. Really good coffee. I know. Homemade for once. Homemade? Well, I mean... In your kitchen? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I didn't grow the beans, no, but, but I... it was very nice of I you. I pressed the buttons. That's terrific. Okay, from now on, that's what I expect. Okay. Well, and you're up next week, so <laughs> switch trade-offs. And get your expectations very, very low. Uh, look, the week has been uh, kind of interesting. Yes. I, I mean, a lot of lot of economic and political stuff going on. Uh, I was most interested, to tell you the truth, uh, in Speaker Kevin McCarthy's decision to turn over those tapes. Uh, all, the, all the 40 hours? A video of, of January 6th from the cameras at the Capitol. That had not been made public because so much of the tape has to do with you know, uh, confidential information that is uh, highly sensitive about about how the members of Congress get out in right. an emergency. And who did he give it to? The AP or to well, it's they, well, to this lawyers is, with this an expertise is, this is the in video. Thing because Kevin McCarthy's justification for giving it out was, well, the public deserves to know. <laughs> so therefore, therefore, it's an exclusive <laughs> to Fox News right. and. Tucker Carl, Carl Tuckerson, I almost said. <laughs> what? But, but if the public deserves to know, how can you give an exclusive to Fox News and Tucker Carlson? What do you think's going on? I mean, shenanigans. It's well, awful. I mean, I'm sure Tucker is going to Tucker is going to rewrite. Who knows? Well, cherry pick and the idiot is going to cherry pick. He has people who are going to go through, but they're going to try to tell a new narrative. Yes. And one of the deals, obviously, that Kevin McCarthy made with the right wing Republicans in the House to get the speakership was to relitigate right. the entire January 6th and tell a different story. Uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, she wants to make the story essentially a story about government creating this entire event. That's it. I mean, a false flag operation. We are... We are, in other words, what Kevin McCarthy is doing is... In front of our eyeballs. In front of everybody. Yeah. He is saying, okay, Tucker Carlson and Fox News, uh, here, do with this what you may yeah. in terms of creating a completely Yeah, you're the director of our lives. Uh, a, 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 about what, what actually happened and blaming the government instead of the rioters. Uh, now, mm. I mean, can you imagine... Anything that is more irresponsible oh. at a time when this nation is still trying to heal from all of this, when we're trying to hold people responsible for what happened. It's devastating. I mean, I, I, really, I, I, um, I mean, Fox News and Tucker Carlson, we established, they established that they, they knew what a scoundrel Trump was. Right. They knew what was going on. And yet, because of money and ratings, they didn't want to let anybody else know. Right. They wanted to continue to... Uh, to, to to perpetrate this hoax. And now they're going to perpetrate the, even a bigger hoax. What I find so hard is, right, you know, the hearings happen and I think I get a little bit of hope. I get some, a nano, a nano dose of hope. And I think, ooh, is, oh, maybe it's not all. And then it's seven steps backward and 42 more steps back. Well, and it's and 40 hours back. Uh, and it's exposing the, the, you know, all members of the House and the staff to an unnecessary risk. Uh, it's a provocation. I, I, really, this, uh, this needs to be talking about holding people accountable. Kevin 
uh, McCarthy should be held accountable. Right. How can he make this decision unilaterally? Is he in cahoots with Trump on this? Do we know? I don't know. As such? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, Trump, let's don't put anything past Trump. Right. I mean, Trump is uh, is running. Right. And, well, you know, when he is running, he's always running. Hmm. But when he was when he's running for office, he uh, the man has obviously no principles, no constraints, no boundaries. Uh, and the base, the Republican base, is still pretty much with him. Right. This is something that a lot of progressives, a lot of people, you know, in the bubble, in the progressive bubble, would like to say, "Oh no, 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 uh, Trump is gone." And all of the anti-Trumpers, right, you know, would love to say, "Oh well, he's he's dead. He's cooked." Uh, wrong. No. False. Okay, and he did. I mean, his PR is still kind of great. He went to pa- East Palestine this week. East Palestine, Ohio. That's where everybody goes. Uh, and he issued an apology? Oh, no. <laughs> no, because the Trump, I mean, the irony is the Trump administration was responsible for deregulating railroads. Right. Uh, you know, getting rid of a lot of the safety rules that ultimately led to the disaster and the toxic plume yeah. uh, that so many people and are he, still suffering he from. he bragged about that, too. He bragged about it at the time. Yeah, right. Uh, and it was the railroads. It was their lobbyists. Uh, they are. They were making and are continued to make so much money because they have understaffed and deregulated. They don't have to pay for all the safety equipment. Uh, and Trump is largely responsible. And there he is out where this accident occurred. What is he doing? Uh, it's a campaign trip, isn't it's it? It's a campaign trip. Yep. And he's trying to deflect. And Buttigieg is going. Uh, went, went out there. And uh, I think, I mean, the National Tra- Transportation and Safety Board is really the, the, the group in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Buttigieg, uh, once Trump decided to go out, Buttigieg yeah, uh, felt that he yeah. had to be out there. And then um, also tell us about what's happening in Nebraska and the well, child Well, this is interesting, and it's tied in. Okay. In the following sense, the Labor Department found that a 13-year-old, in fact, a 15-year-old and several other underage kids were working in a dangerous meatpacking plant in Nebraska. Now, thank goodness, the Labor Department had enough inspectors and found this. Uh, but it's just another example, Heather. I put this together with the derailment. Uh, every time... Uh, business, big business says and lobbies and, and puts a lot of money into campaigns saying we want deregulation. We want we, there's just too much health, safety, environment, labor protection legislation out there. What they're really saying is this is a version of trickle down economics. Uh, it's just like giving us tax breaks. If we get more money, if we do even better in terms of profitability, it will somehow trickle down to everybody else. That is obviously false. Right. It's false whether we're talking about taxes or whether we're talking about regulation. I mean, you can't just take the guardrails off of American capitalism. Right. And that's what Republicans want to do. Yep. And that's the, the money behind Republicans want to do. The lobbyists. Uh, okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about who's going where. So we should mention that Biden was in Kiev, traveled this to is Ukraine. A, this is a big, big deal. And I don't think it really got nearly... The the recognition, the praise that Biden deserved, because this was a courageous act, uh, you know, for and, and for somebody forty years old, an eighty year old man spends twenty four hours, literally twenty four hours, in planes, uh, you know, to put first to Germany, then to Poland, uh, then to the Polish border, then takes a nine and a half hour train journey in the middle of the night uh, to Kiev, uh, and then meets. 
uh, with Zelensky and spends five hours in a meeting and then takes the train 10 hours back to the Polish border and then gives a speech in Warsaw. I mean, who believes that Joe Biden doesn't have what it takes to, as, as certainly at 80 years old, right. to be president? Now, would previous presidents have done this? What you do you mean think? like the, uh, do you, you mean the the orange one? <laughs> yeah, or anyone before that. I, I mean, it's kind I of a big... I, uh, honestly, I've been, I you know, I knew Clinton well when he was president, and I know Obama when he was president pretty well. I don't think previous presidents would have done this because their national security staff would have said, don't take the risk, mm-hmm. uh, physical risk. I mean, going into a war zone, right. the last president that headed into a war zone uh, without military protection of the U.S. government was, guess, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. No, did yes, I get it right? You got it right. I mean, Cheers. Abraham Lincoln was wow. went into the, right. you know, behind enemy lines, essentially. Right. Uh, and um, and But Biden is the first president to do yeah. that kind of act. And what's the take home? Is it for us, the voters? Is it for America? Is it for the economy? Is it for China? Is I it think who's the, I think Ukraine the big, big audience, you know, obviously one audience, it's one year in. The mm-hmm. one year anniversary was mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, One big audience is uh, the Russian people uh, and Putin, obviously an audience. A bigger audience is NATO and Europe. uh, I think Joe Biden wants to say, we are all united and look what I'm doing. I'm actually going there and I'm risking everything, uh, my life. Uh, But I think another big audience obviously is the United States because American support for Ukraine is very high. But polls are showing that the support is lagging a bit. Mm-hmm. We tend to be very impatient. Mm-hmm. People, have you noticed? Yeah. When it comes to a war, you know, we want it over. And we want everything. Quickly. And and we want, or it's out of our minds altogether, right. like Afghanistan mm-hmm. was for years. Um, but Ukraine, what what Biden knows and understands is Ukraine has got to be. Uh, really right there in the minds of Americans. And if we're going to win, there's no winning, but if we're going to push Putin back, uh, it's got to take more than just armaments. It's got to take a an iron will on the part of Joe Biden, NATO, and the American people. Right. Um, and it's interesting to watch some people still pro-Putin over here, right? A lot of oh, there's MAGA- still Oh, there's still MAGAs and still Republicans yeah. who are pro-Putin. 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 So um, you saw, of course, subpoenaed Ivanka and Jared. Speaking of pro-Putin. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, So I they've th- been subpoenaed. Um, and this is Jack Smith. Right. This is the special prosecutor. Right. And it was in Pence a week ago. Yeah. I, I mean, moving it's on. interesting. He is, and that's, that's, you can't duck a subpoena very easily. They're going to try to appeal, obviously, Pence and Ivanka and Jared, they're going to try to appeal on the basis of executive privilege. They're right. not going to get very far because the there's no executive who who is being privileged, uh, and uh, those appeals I think will be uh, will be over very very quickly. Right. So the big question is: Are they really going to try? That is, the Justice Department, Jack Smith, special prosecutor, are they going to try to get Trump before the election? I know. I can't believe they would. I know try before the election. I mean, the closer, Ooh, every day that goes by, we're getting closer to I hope you're proven November wrong. We are proven 2024. Wrong. I know. And it just looks and feels more and more partisan I know. If the closer I know. you get. So who knows? <sighs> we um, will see. 
the safe the safe route for them i'm sure they understand this and they've been debating this continuously they being the justice department and jack smith and the attorney general is to get this grand jury moving get all of the evidence in front of it and be ready after the election assuming mm-hmm. trump loses or he was not even doesn't even make it to the final general election uh, be ready with a prosecution okay I'm ready. Would that satisfy Buckle you? Up. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would I got be- my popcorn. <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay. So also this week out of the UK pilot study results saying, and I love the headlines of this, workers paid the same amount, love a four day work week rather than a five day work week. Well, that's, that's <laughs> for the same amount of pay. For the same amount of pay. Yeah. But it is okay. So talk to us about the I four day we work go week. I think we go to a one day work week for the same amount of pay. <laughs> Me too. I, this hey, is crazy. We're on the same page. Week work. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, this is this is interesting because what the British study seems to suggest is that worker morale right. uh, is so much higher. Yeah. Because they have a three day work week, uh, a three day work weekend, right. and a four day work week, right. and you can and and so much more productivity results and better health outcomes. I mean, it was kind of a good. There was it was a good. Well, let's result. hope let's hope it's it's correct. I mean, yeah. there's nothing sacrosanct about right. a five day work week. I mean, it used to be six days, used to be seven days, and right. then came along uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and it was six days, and then came along uh, unions that made it uh, only five days, mm-hmm. uh, and a weekend. Remember, right. the weekend was brought to you by American Labor, right? Uh, so even though didn't they someone tried to rebrand it as Henry Ford's gift? I know, but it wasn't Henry Ford. Wasn't it? Come on, come on. Uh, but here's here's the thing. Uh, back in the 1920s, John Maynard Keynes foresaw, predicted that productivity—that is, output per worker—would continue to grow to such an extent that by the early 21st century, nobody would need to work. We would have solved the problem of productivity. Uh, which, and he didn't even have chat AI. And he didn't have Whatever chat. it is. <laughs> That's right. He didn't even know. Uh, Chatbots. So, uh, but the, the interesting question is, once you do have all this productivity uh, and you don't need workers, how can anybody afford to buy anything? I mean, it's a fair question. It, <laughs> this is why ultimately at the end of the day, uh, you're going to have business leaders and a lot of professionals who will be displaced by artificial intelligence right. uh, advocating some sort of minimum income, mm-hmm. universal minimum right, income, guaranteed, right. so that people can turn around and buy stuff. Otherwise, you mean Heather, to keep the economy going. <laughs> well, to keep people, uh, you know, employed. Food? Yeah, it's not, it, actually, the goal is not employment. The goal is 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 keeping productivity at least to the extent that people that that the economy can produce stuff. Right, survival. Survival. Yeah. Hello, Seems we're talking important. about very elemental stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm all in favor of a four day work work week. Right. And since I'm your employee, uh, yeah, are you technically, in favor? Yeah, we are a contractor. You can do whatever you want. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but, okay. But um, uh, just a moment here. I, I I think we need to pause, and and just talk about the legacy of Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. um, the 39th president of the United States. Uh, my first job in government was due to him. He appointed me uh, to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, a man who really made uh, a, a huge, huge 
uh, set of consequences, not only from his presidency, but also from his post-presidency. Uh, and I think that uh, the country owes him a huge debt of appreciation, uh, as well as uh, a kind of a, uh, a contemplation of the decency uh, of that man. Uh, I mean, uh, in an age that where the word decency doesn't really mean that much any longer in politics. Uh, but Jimmy Carter was a decent president mm-hmm. and a decent man and a caring man. And we all owe him a great deal. Here, here. Okay. Everybody out there, you have a great, great week. We'll talk to you next week.